welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Dr. Rosina Lacani, a psychiatrist specializing in the treatment of stress and the author of the book, Stress to Joy. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Rosina. Um, Rosina is a psychiatrist, and I'm going to let her introduce herself a bit. We just did a segment with her dealing with anxiety, depression, stress management, trying to be proactive about it. And in this segment here, she practices in um, Washington. She also does telemedicine in multiple different states. You can access her services through her website. She also has a book called Stress to Joy, which is available on Amazon. And she has a very proactive approach to stress, which I think is wonderful, really based on the neuroscience of pain in general. And as all of you know, I think anxiety and stress is the pain essentially because it changes the body's chemistry. But we're going to talk about stress in the workplace. And she has had a lot of experience talking to people about stress in general, but particularly in relationship to the workplace. So, Rosina, welcome back and thanks for your uh, insights. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy and grateful to be part of um, this communication. I wish we can help a lot of people prevent the stress and anxiety and depression so they could live, uh, they could perform at their best and, uh, and prevent any uh, suff- unnecessary suffering. My first question is that the data I've read over the years, I don't know if there's more recent data, but only about 25 to 30% of people really love their jobs and 70 to 75% of people really don't like their jobs very much. Is that fairly accurate data? Um, I'm not sure about liking or disliking, but I do know that um, 80% of the people, employees actually complain of feeling stressed at work at some time. And 60% of absenteeism is associated with stress in some ways. What are some of the main causes of stress at work? Well, um, I I just recently did a, a, an article for American Institute of Stress. Uh, we have a, a quarterly uh, magazine that comes out. It's called Contentment. And so I wrote an article called Seven Ways to Dodge Job Stress, where I identified uh, seven um, reasons and how to dodge it. And maybe I can go through that if you'd like. That'd be perfect. Um, yeah, let's just go through one at a time and chat about them a little bit. W- what's the first one? And before I go into the first one, I want to share how do you identify if you are actually uh, feeling uh, stress-related to work? So I have five questions, and uh, you can ask yourself, do you feel emotionally exhausted many days um, at work? Do you find yourself getting more irritable than usual? Do you, are you finding that your focus is not as sharp as usual? Are you finding that you're getting less productive than usual? Or are you losing the job satisfaction you used to have? And um, if you are, if you're, your answers would reveal uh, if you are getting stressed at work and if it stresses uh, go. Uh, you are causing you to be at risk of feeling burnout or developing depression or anxiety. And and how do you define burnout? What's your definition of job burnout? Um, When uh, you start losing this satisfaction and your productivity goes down and, 
and you are not uh, finding the um, the ability to perform as the as you would like to and uh, you start having these irritability anger sleep issues uh, it has not developed into depression um, yet or you know a disorder yet but you are at this risk where it has progressed from mild stress to being at brink of burning out right i mean i i as you know, went through a really severe burnout, which really lasted about 15 years, which is a really long time. But I eventually came out of it. And I now define burnout is, are you a person who looks at the week as thank God it's Monday or thank God it's Friday? <laughs> and I would say the last six or seven years, I was just excited about Monday, ready to go. And of course, before that, it wasn't quite the same way. But that's sort of my simplest, most simple definition of burnout for me. And you say you have seven different questions you have people ask themselves or seven different methodologies to identify work stress and solve it? Yeah, there could be more, but I've identified these most common causes um, uh, as I observe in people um, who I have treated over the last 20 years. And so the first one I have uh, felt is when people uh, have uh, start forgetting the purpose, why they started doing this work in the first place. Um, and let me give you an example of a patient who, who was a legal assistant. And she was very passionate about it when she, she went into this field. It, it excited her to go to work. Um, and she wanted to help people uh, get justice and, and uh, uh, be able to get whatever they, they are entitled to so that they can live their life fully. So she was all this passionate about it. She goes into the field and as she start, uh, time started passing, she started getting, like most of us, we start getting focused on day-to-day tasks and, you know, the paperwork and the time issues and, you know, all these um, things that happen that we start forgetting why we went into the field in the first place. And so she started feeling really stressed. And so then we went through the three steps of stress to joy um, when we you know, we focused on CPR, calming down, processing, and then responding. So as um, she's to, she used the uh, mindfulness techniques and progressive muscle relaxation techniques, um, and, and it helped her calm down her, her reactivity, mental reactivity that she was having, and her body that was getting tense and stressed all the time. And once she started calming down, she started uh, uh, processing those things by writing a journal. So um, I started her with the gratitude journal first, because when people are in that negative state of mind, it is hard for them to think positive. And so uh, gratitude journal is the simplest technique that you can use, where you just focus on things that you are grateful for. So when she started her day with, uh, I'm grateful for, she started at thinking, okay, I'm grateful for having a job and I'm grateful for being able to talk to people or I'm able, uh, able to think through and stuff. She started appreciating parts of also her job that uh, were getting buried under her uh, anger and frustration about the things that were not going right at her job. And so then she decided to um, 
decided to how she can uh, bring her passion back in her work. So she started focusing on, okay, although I am doing this, um, you know, paperwork that doesn't feel like, you know, it is helping anybody, but when I do this, it makes the case go much more smoother and my, uh, the clients that our firm serves are able to get uh, what they are entitled to, to feel the best in their life. So she picked up pictures of some of her clientele and put it across on the board. And so every time she started feeling really stressed and, and um, anxious, she saw those pictures and the smile on those clients' face and was able to relate to what she's doing today actually makes a difference. That's a, that's a wonderful story. I love that. No, I, right. Just reframing and connecting to your purpose. That's a big deal. So that's a great story. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. So, so the first one is again, what was the summarizing the first step or the first? So the three step process is C for calming down. Right. P for processing what is right. coming from outside, what is what you're doing, what you can do, what are your options. And um, third is response. So respond intentionally rather than reacting right. um, to your circumstances. And so um, to, to process, I also use an, um, another acronym. You could see I like acronyms. Right, right. It's easier for people to remember. So when she started journaling, she was doing IOP. I for what is the issue, and O is what are my options, and then uh, P is what is my action plan. So the right. IOP uh, process uh, journaling helped her uh, get over her anger and frustration of daily drudgery by connecting it how this daily things is helping a client at the end. And I think it also helps, you know, people in, um, let's say, IT industry. They never see the face of the client. Right. So it's very hard for them to figure out what they are doing, sitting on the computer eight hours a day, how that is going to make a difference in somebody's life. Right. So when they kind of do this processing and then realize, okay, this would make a person who is like, you know, sitting in um, a third world country, but has a really great message to be able to reach to the world and make a difference in so many people's life. And I am making that possible. And just putting that picture or that symbol in front of them can remind them the purpose of their work and can uh, prevent the stress and uh, frustration. Oh, that's great. What's the second of your seven so second is a job skill mismatch. And um, many times what happens is, um, and uh, I don't know if you, um, you had your business when you were uh, working, and I've had my business for now 17 years or so. So I could see that like, you know, you hire somebody really uh, creative person uh, or really, uh, uh, powerful person in one area and you put them in another area where their skill is not matching and they may not perform as well. Right. You know, you put, you put, uh, you, you are a combination of surgeon and kind of a psychologist mismatch. <laughs> but right. I, had, 
I had a I had a um, orthopedic doctor friend calling me sometime one day and saying, you know, I know how to fix bones. I can't handle um, how to help people with depression. And I said, you know, right. I can help people with depression, but I can't handle the stress of the surgery room. So uh, everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. And so um, a lot of times people would uh, feel stress at work because there is this mismatch between the skill and the, the job requirement. That, that's sort of a tough one because lots of times you can't really have much say about that either, right? You know, again, uh, bringing in that concept I said about um, uh, using what you can do versus you cannot do. So yes, you know, sometimes you are put in a position where you don't have enough skill. You cannot change the requirement of the job, but you can do two things. One, train yourself to develop that skill. Gotcha. Two, talk to the uh, the supervisor or people, your team saying, this is where my strength lies. And right. this is, I'm not so strong. If I can do this work, this work, I can give you better results. And, you know, there are teams that may not be open. Again, that is not in your control. But most of the time, teams are open to, but when they, when, when they realize, I went through that. And like, you know, I was put in a role which was very administrative in my in my uh, community role. And I said, you know, this is something that is not my strong pursuit, but my strong pursuit is here. You know, if you have me do this job, I would be so much more better. And so I was able to get that job, but for first two years, I did not feel confident enough or empowered enough to ask that. And so I was doing this job of, you know, drudgery that I didn't really enjoy and wasting my potential. but then once I realized and I was able to, you know what, you're asking me, I think this is a very important thing and I can do, you know, some more training in this area. But if I have, I am in this position, I have so much more to offer. And once I was put in that position, I was able to uh, make such a, um, so much more difference. Great. So sometimes it's just a matter of asking too. And the other thing is training or finding the right match. Right. And what's your third source of job stress? Uh, work-life boundaries. Okay. And so um, there are uh, with our with our busy um, and 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 internet-based and uh, technology-advanced um, culture. Now everybody is accessible twenty-four-seven. Right. And so um, I had one um, one friend. Um, whose story I've used in the book, Stress to Joy, her name was Sam, and she's a financial director at one of the organizations. She was spending like 50 hours at work. Then she was commuting hour and a half each way. So she was spending like 65 hours work-related. And then when she was at home, she was constantly thinking about her work, you know, her, her team, or the projects, the deadline, somebody said something. And so she was really getting burned out. And like, you know, she, when, when I was talking, I, you know, she started talking to me when I was, uh, I was start, start writing that Stress to Joy book. And so she told me that, you know, she's having skin problems or skin problems, you know, because her stress level has gone so high. Now, this is a person who is, financial director so she we would think that you would have some control on what she does right and yet she was feeling so stressed about about um 
her work. And um, the big thing that we identified in her, her case was this work-life boundary. The boundaries. So, right. so once she worked through the Stress to Joy program, then recently when she met, she said, so um, I told my, you know, so this is how I have structured my day now. So I am going late one day out of the week. Um, and so I have put the exercise in my schedule. So I do the exercise and then go to work that day. And then I skip the traffic rush. The other days I have to be there earlier. So I do leave early. And then while driving, I am practicing my mindful driving. So I've decreased the stress of uh, going over there. And I have made an intentional decision that once I come home, I'm going to focus on my family and myself and not focus on the work. So I, just I, I bet it made a big difference too, didn't it? Yes, yes. It huge. made a huge difference in her both mentally feeling less stressed and right. physically feeling healthy. Nice. <laughs> so let me read, let's go back just for a second. So let's review the first three things we covered. The first one was? Um, the forgetting the purpose. Right. Second so one my, was? Second one was job skill mismatch. The third one is this uh, work-life uh, balance, balance, the boundaries. The boundaries. And what's the next one? The fourth one? Fourth one is kind of a little related, but it's, it's the expectations. Okay. And so uh, one of the uh, person uh, named John, he was feeling helpless when he thought that the expectation by management was higher than he could handle. And he was feeling helpless and... Um, <coughs> And he started becoming irritable and kind of snapping. And so when he applied the stress to GI formula, he started using uh, one of the techniques that um, I call feet to floor relaxation technique that people can get by signing up on my website. I have an audio instruction. Okay. But that technique combines a progressive muscle relaxation and mindfulness and uh, um, body scan technique. They're very powerful techniques, but what it does is it helps you calm down your body and mind in one minute. Right. So, so it goes back to the CPR approach of um, calming down, processing, and then responding with purpose. See, you I'm got learning. it. Yeah, you got a fast learner. <laughs> yeah, repetition helps. So, so the fourth one is sort of a boundary thing too. So what's the fifth one? Fifth one was uh, self-expectation because it's okay. not just the outside people that expect differently from us. We expect so much from us. And, um, and so sometimes, you know, once we calm down and we process, we realize that we need to also balance our expectation and giving ourselves some uh, positive feedback. Right. So um, I kind of use this uh, funny example from my life when um, you know, uh, my uh, my daughter, when she was young, used to do this uh, Sudoku. So uh, every time he would do, she would do a good, uh, you know, solve a Sudoku puzzle, I would say, good job. And I would write a, make a star or, you know, something like that. Right. And so um, sometime later, she asked me, mom, you are not giving me the, the, the good job or star. I've solved these three things. And I said, did you do a good job? And she said, yes. I said, why don't you give yourself a star? Start. And I realized that when we are in this, you know, kind of leadership position or higher position, doctors or, or business people or parents, we don't get so much of, uh, you know, positive feedback from others. Right. So we need to learn to appreciate ourselves. Right. So now 
every day when I finish all my tarts on the day, at the, at, on my day sheet, I like, good job, Rosina. Nice. <laughs> so, Rosina, we're out of time, but I just want to leave the audience to hear the last two um, sources of job stress. All right, so let me go uh, uh, fast on that. So the sixth one I uh, say is relationship issues. So okay. how you relate to the colleagues at work. And um, right. one of the techniques to help improve the relationships um, is that when you're going to work, um, if you can think for a minute that I'm going to meet the people who make my, um, who help me do my work better, um, it gives you the importance of these people because they help you uh, get things done and allow you to keep your job. Well, the, the corollary, corollary of that, of course, is actually, because workplaces tend to be very competitive. Yeah. And I made a decision years ago personally just to be nice. In other words, what can I do to help your job be better as opposed right. to competing with you? Yeah. And just, just flipping that mindset makes a pretty huge difference. That's right. And then the last one was insufficient time. And I use a technique called um, 5D formula to help cope with the time uh, insufficiencies. Uh, and 5D stands for uh, delete what you can, uh, diminish what you can't delete but you can reduce, delegate, that's things that you can give to other people, delay, that you can do later and do it, whatever do it. you can. Right. So um, there's a much, much more to this and I would right. love for people to get more benefit. We don't have time right now, but as I said, I have uh, prepared this, uh, this gift that people can access. You can access my whole audio book by uh, getting the gifts on um, stressfoodjoy.com front slash back in control radio gifts and you'd be able to get the whole audiobook and all my blogs um, are on my website called drrosina.com drrosina.com and tons of uh, free information over there to help you be healthier and happier in your life. Now, this is a wonderful interview. So I just want to take a couple seconds to review. So what we talked about, we talked about workplace stress, sources of burnout, and we defined burnout a little bit. Then you identified seven different sources of burnout. And then is it in your book, Stress to Joy, or is there another resource where these seven sources are listed? Well, this article that I just talked to you also is available on my website, okay. .com, which is called Seven Ways to Dodge Job Stress. Perfect. And all these, uh, all these techniques are obviously much more in detail in my book and my online course. I also have a video course that people can learn these things from. And just one more time, just list from one to seven, the seven sources of stress. Um, forgetting the purpose. Okay. Uh, uh, job skill mismatch, lack of work-life boundaries, expectations by others, self-expectations, relationship issues, and insufficient time issues. Perfect. Now, that's really excellent. I love that summary. And by the way, I blog once or twice a week for Psychology Today. And I'd love to have you do a guest blog on, on this exact topic, because I think really it's a very, really re relevant topic, particularly the fact that we have so much invasion of our boundaries with the internet, et cetera. Expectations are really high. I think you know that the United States is one of the worst countries in the world for working harder than anybody else on this planet. We don't take the time off that the Europeans do. 
And so, yeah, this is a really relevant topic. And I think we'll end up probably talking about this a little bit more going forward. But anyway, thank you again for being on the podcast. This is wonderful and appreciate it. Thank you. I'm, I'm really happy and grateful for this opportunity to be part of your life for this period of time. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Rosina Lakani, for joining us on the program today and sharing her insights about the sources of workplace stress and strategies for dealing with them. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to join us next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.